Chill out, Cranky. I'm listening to Virtual Theater's new Patreon series, Banana Slamma, which follows my adventures in the animated Donkey Kong Country cartoon show. They're reviewing each episode. It's bodacious! Virtual what now? What's a Patreon? Dude, Virtual Theater is a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. And with Patreon, you get tons of extra content and bonus shows for only one dollar whoa not only do they show up on patreon but they also have shows on every episode of both captain n and the zelda cartoon captain n the zelda cartoon i heard those shows were as awful as your cartoon honestly these whippersnappers today don't know how to make a good show anymore back in my day we had real heroes that didn't need a Patreon to sell tickets and- Gotta go, Cranky. Candy's coming over to watch Banana Slamma from Virtual Theater. Catch you on the flip side. Subscribe now to Virtual Theater's Patreon for only $1 to get Banana Slamma, Zelda, Captain N, bonus shows, early access episodes, and so much more. Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them, available wherever you get your podcasts. the Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. How you doing, Al? How was your week? Doing, doing pretty good. Um, kind of cold. It's snowing today, so that's kind of exciting Christmas time. So yeah, I'm just trying to stay warm. Well, aren't we all? In Canada, I was explaining to my friend Al here, my American friend Al, that it <laughs> is uh, minus 25 degrees Celsius in Calgary right now. And I don't know exactly what that equates to in um, in American, but needless to say, in it's damn cold. It's damn cold, and it's been like that all week. Been horrible, but things are finally looking up, so it's it's starting to get a little bit warmer. But but that means it's migraine time instead. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yep. supposed to go from like almost minus thirty to zero in like the span of one day. So I'm just uh, I know that Sam's gonna have like a throbbing head. Okay. We're going to talk, we're just going to get right, well, we're not going to get right to it. I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about, but I have a story that I need to tell before we start today's show, which is about Best Zelda Ever 2022, by the way. The Mm -hmm. gargantuan feature that Zelda Dungeon puts out every year. It's our biggest feature by far, not even close, that we put out every single year. And uh, the results are in, the list is published, we're going to talk about it. But first of all, Al, I have to tell you a story. And I'm going to preface my story... And I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Oh, okay. And I'm going to ask you this question because we are on twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast uh, video to video. So I want you to tell me, how does my beard look to you today? It looks fine. It I looks mean, fine? from what I can okay. tell, yeah. Doesn't look like really good? Like not like spectacular? I, I'm not a beard expert, but like it looks like a beard and it looks like a, kind of like a nice kept beard. All right. So let me tell you what happened today, okay? So I wake up this morning, 
and I'm like, it's Sunday, it's time to record the Zelda cast. I'm looking at my hair, I'm like, this won't do. I gotta go get a haircut. So I go over to the barber, I'm sitting in the chair, he's doing my hair, it's a new barber, and uh, he's like, buddy, like, do, you want me, do you want me just to take a little bit off your beard down here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So he, he's like, okay, great. And he brings over this like mechanism, okay, that spits out steam. So this mechanism is spitting out steam at my beard, it's like a foot away from my face. Spitting out steam, yeah, right? So it's spitting out steam at my beard, and he's got like this wet towel, it's all over my face, I can't see anything. He's got like a straight blaze, he's nicking, he's cutting. So I, I kind of thought he might just do like a little like a little trim, and then that would be it. This dude, he like completely, I don't know, like worked over my beard. And uh, and I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And so, uh, so I finished my haircut, and this beard trim cost more than my haircut did so i spent like i could have went and bought pokemon scarlet and violet for the price of this haircut that i got this morning it was uh, outrageous it was a cool experience i will give him that so like it, it mm -hmm. felt good but i was just like oh my god in heaven you so, want to know something as a person who uh quite regularly like four or five times a year gets their hair done okay the if person if a person is putting like you know the effort and doing it well enough that you know it's clean your face probably feels a lot more moist after that like it does. moisturize it feels nice. yeah. yeah and then your your beard is probably gonna have like like uh feel a lot more smoother like the hairs you know it, it it's worth the money in my opinion because otherwise you're gonna get it a bad job you know mm -hmm. what i mean so i personally think when it comes to like hair and that kind of grooming it's worth money i, I don't disagree so i came home and i was like i kind of got taken for a ride a little bit because i was like way more <laughs> expensive than i wanted but i was like that was pretty cool though like the, the mist shooting mm -hmm. out and like the whole thing i was like all right maybe maybe like a once a year kind of thing i'll get my beard done up and like whatever it's but, really uh, good to treat yourself i i don't know treat why yourself. i was just thinking because it it came out to um, it came out to about seventy nine bucks with tip, and that's how much a video game costs. And I and I've just finished Xenoblade Chronicles three, and I was kind of saying to myself like, should I get Pokemon even though it's kind of like broken, or maybe should I just wait for Fire Emblem, or should I just get the expansion pass for Xenoblade because it's awesome? So mm -hmm. I, yeah, I don't know why my mind went there, but it did. So there it is. That's my story. I just wanted there to share, go. and for everybody that is just listening on podcast form, which is almost everybody. Uh, just picture this really great looking beard that I have on my face or an okay looking beard, according to Allison. Um, all right. It looks good. <laughs> all right, Al, it's time. Okay. It's time. This episode is frequently a very long episode that we do. So I didn't want to uh, have a bunch of nonsense before we got started, even though I just talked about my haircut. But now that that critical information is out of the way, we can focus on our best Zelda ever 2022 list. Are you excited? This, Allison, do you want to share with everybody? This is the first list that you haven't participated in. Well, yeah, like I haven't, I didn't give my list to you like I have in the past because this is usually for the writers of the team and I haven't been a writer of the team for a few months now. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was just counting. And this list is like, we've been doing this for six years since 2017. At least for me, I've been doing this list for six years which is insane, and I love going back. I keep all my lists in one document so I can go back and kind of see how things have changed for me or adding games since I ha have played them now since then. Mm. And it's always interesting to see it personally. But, yeah, I didn't contribute to the whole this year, which kind of makes me a little sad. But at the same right? time, I love to see I love to see the, the larger list evolve too based on 
who we have on the team at the at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little bit sad not to see you on this list too because you could you could count like clockwork for every year that there was going to be at least one person that ranked Skyward Sword as the best Zelda ever. Although, although I think times may have changed in that arena for you, haven't they? Or yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe they haven't. Maybe you were just. Maybe that was a moment of weakness when you submitted that list to me. I don't I know. I just. I don't know. I haven't. Like I. I'm used to actively playing Skyward Sword, and I have it in a year and a half. So, I. I feel like it kind of went down, compared to other things that I've been playing recently. So my list evolves kind of how, you know, what is in the forefront of my mind and how I right. feel at that time. So next year, Skyward Sword might be bumped back up to number one, but Skyward Sword fell this year for me, which is kind of sad. Yeah, there it is. Uh, like six years, um, five yeah. five of those years, you you had Skyward Sword number one. I did, and I think you were the only person that had Skyward Sword number one. I was close. I have it at number two, mm-hmm. but there's a there's a game. <laughs> no surprise what that is. That just <laughs> you know feels like it can never be dethroned from that position. So. Um, All right, we're going to talk about this list, but I want to explain the list first to everybody that may be unfamiliar with this concept. So, uh, I'll try to make it short and brief and to the point. So, Best Zelda Ever is a list of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Aggregated uh, Zelda scores, basically. So, everybody on our writing team will submit to me a list of their least favorite to favorite Zelda games. And so... Let, there are, uh, what are we, there are 22 games this year. So my list, for example, I've played all 22 games. So what I would have in number one spot, my absolute favorite Zelda game, that game would get 22 points. Um, the game that finished second would get 21 points. And you go all the way back to the very last place game, that gets one point. Now, it is a little bit different for some writers that haven't played all of the Zelda games. And some of them are tricky to play, like Four Swords and stuff like that. So let's just say that a writer has only played 18 games, okay? They would submit to me a list with their favorite, uh, or their least favorite to favorite. Their number one game would get them 18 points, and their least favorite game would still get them one point. So you're kind of rewarded for the more Zelda games that you play, because your your picks have a little bit more weight to them at the, at the end. So... The Best Zelda Ever list is a collection of um, of all of these lists, and there's 20 different lists that were submitted this year. So I add them up, I get the points for every person's list, um, and then I add up the scores. So like, okay, I had Skyward Sword at number two, Al had it at number one, Rod had it at number 20, and then we go up and we get the points and we put together a big master list. And so whatever game finishes with the most points, sits atop the list very simple so obviously the gist of it is you can the higher that a game ranks the the more points that it will accrue and this is kind of a nice list or a nice way to do it too because theoretically you could have let's let's pick majora's mask for example you could have majora's mask not be number one on anybody's list but let's say that it's number two on everybody's list that means that just by that consistency, it would probably be the best Zelda ever because it's getting all of those points where the other games have such a, a big point differential to it. So we're going to go over this list. It's the sixth iteration of this list. This is the first list ever since I've been here at Zelda Dungeon, which uh, also ironically, this is going to be my my sixth year. I started six years ago in December. 
Mm. Right around the Video Game Awards, actually. Or the Game Awards. So, uh, nice little anniversary. But, so this is the first year ever since I've been here that there was zero, zero, not one new Zelda game. Not a remake, Mm. not a port, not a new release. It was just status quo this year. And I think that that reflected on this list. I think so, too. Because that meant, you know, a lot of people had to replay games. Um you know just to just to feel something in zelda as well as like a lot of us that went to the marathon i think also replayed certain games so that might have adjusted um some of those because like usually if a new game comes out i feel like it's higher i noticed that with age of calamity actually in my my list last year and i think the year before um or was it out the year before? I think it was too last, soon last for year, us to yeah. rank it. It, I, it. it came out in November 2020, and we typically publish the list in November every right. year. So we, it just yeah. missed it. So I noticed that Age of Calamity was actually relatively high for me last year, but it definitely dropped down significantly me for me. Yeah. So it definitely affects the list. Well, should we just uh, should we just dive into it, see what we got? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, let me pull it up here. Here we go. So this is the top story, by the way, on ZeldaDungeon.net. And um, I, I curated the list, but I had a lot of help, so I just want to shout out to my copy editing team, um, specifically David Lasby, who uh, was a big, big, big help in getting the stats done. My brain was just fried at that point, so he, he took over a lot of the stats for me. Um, and, of course, every... Every single member of our writing team submitted thoughts and um, anecdotes and just different experiences that they've had with all the games. So um, this article will be linked in the podcast description. Really encourage you guys, if you have, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, go and read it. Go and check out a lot of the thoughts on these different Zelda games. And it's kind of nice, too, because like I assigned writers Zelda games. So I, I didn't assign writers all Zelda games that they loved. If someone had like a really weird opinion on a game, like for example, someone rated Majora's Mask the dead last worst Zelda game. So I was like, what? I was like, and you know what? Two people did that. There was oh two. Oh my God. So I was like, can you please share your experiences with, with Majora's Mask and why you don't like it? And, um, you know, there, so there is, there is some, uh, you know, diversity in, um, in people's lists and people's, I guess, explanations and, and preferences and all that stuff. So, Let's get started. Uh, we have a lot of ground to cover here, so we'll just kick it off with number 22. No surprise here, Al. It's Triforce Heroes. The worst Zelda ever. <laughs> Poor Triforce Heroes. I <laughs> It tried to be something, but unfortunately, I think it fell flat. And not everybody can experience it like we experience it at the marathon, playing with our friends, messing around. Or not everybody can experience it the way it's meant to be experienced, where you play it with your friends, either, you know across wherever or even together in the same location it just it doesn't it doesn't always work out and so i think that's why it's so ranked so lowly i would say so there is a as i've said on this show before i'm going to repeat myself there is a very very specific set of circumstances that have to be met for triforce heroes to even be a passable experience a passable experience okay so solo, forget it. Like mm-hmm. you could just throw that entirely out the window, which I think already makes it the worst Zelda ever, right there, because the even like your your most lackluster Zelda is still a pretty solid single player experience. Um, mm-hmm. You have to be with friends 
for sure. And they ideally all have to have their own copy of Triforce Heroes because the what's it called like the pickup play or whatever. Um, oh, I don't even know. Whatever about it's any called, of that where, like anymore. one person can project their Triforce Heroes onto the other. It, it sucks. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It sucks. And I would say that's a passable experience at best because then there's all the other level design junk. There's the flying text. There's just it's. I don't know. Why you know, I had like an, an okay time playing with you and Moss at the marathon, but like can I say that I had a better time than I did playing Four Swords? Definitely not. Can I say that right. it's like a a, a a thing I'd like to see the Zelda series do again? Definitely not. So it's at dead least last. not yeah, at least not in this in this way. Like Four Swords was good, it's just that the technology is limited. So if they did something similar to that but made it easier I think it would still. I think it would be successful. It just needs to be done right. Um, there's a there's a quote in here from some guy named Andy Spiteri, and I'm going to read this. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. In a lot of ways, this game offends me for what it did to lessen this, the Legend of Zelda brand. You could set your watch to the very worst Zelda game still being a fun, competent adventure that would still be better than most other games out there, and you just can't say that about Triforce Heroes. And for that. It deserves last pi- last place. I feel like that's very um, apropos. I guess so. I just it, it makes me sad because I do have fun playing this game, but and more fun than others all the games in the series. But I understand. I understand why it's dead last. Well, um, next to dead last is uh, another multiplayer Zelda game, and that is the Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Now, it's very crucial to note that. Um, there is the Legend of Zelda Four Swords, and there's Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures, and those are mm-hmm. ranked differently. So, mm-hmm. when we're talking about Four Swords, we're talking about the game that was packed in with the Game Boy Advance copy of A Link to the Past, which, by the way, just turned 20 years old today, or at least in the last week. Um, and that was the first time I ever played A Link to the Past. Um, oh. Yeah. So, uh, so this is different than Four Swords Adventures, and the only other way that you can basically ever experience is this, if you got the anniversary edition of Four Swords, which was a limited time release for people that bought a 3DS at full price when it came out. And do you remember that? They they had the 3DS for like, I think it cost like $300 and like it was tanking. It was tanking hard. And so they dropped the price like significantly. I want to say almost by half. And But mm-hmm. because it, they didn't want to piss off people that bought the 3DS at full price... They offered them some compensation, and Four Swords Anniversary Edition was one of the things that they offered. So it was only available for a limited time to play. And, you know, I think that that, more than anything, is the reason that it ranks so low. I mean, nine. so there are 20 editors that we polled here. Nine of them haven't played this game. Nine of them. So, like, half the list. So it's hard to get points when you can't play the game. Yeah, and um, the only way I've played this game is at the marathon, so... Yeah. And frankly... I mean, this is a fun game, but it's it's outdone in, I would say, every single metric in, by Four Swords Adventures. So I'm yes. not surprised to see it this low. I think I might have ranked it just a smidgen higher, but I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't argue with this at all. I wouldn't either. I personally like Triforce Heroes more than this game, so I ranked it a little bit higher on my own list. Um, I think because this this game is much more limited in obtaining it for one thing and being able to play it for another so at least at least triforce heroes has some some like amount you could go to any store and find it really um 
So it has that going for it, and the only way I get to play this is at the marathon, and it's okay compared to Four Swords Avengers. So yeah, this is very low on my list as well. Yeah, um, and not really much more to say about that. I know that you have a lot of thoughts on this one, Al. The Adventure of Link comes in at number 20. (laughs) Can I... I I don't remember what it was, but I could say with 100% certainty that this was dead last on your list. Yes. It's dead last on my list every year. I'm sorry to Adventure of Link fans. Um, I am okay with it being, you know, a little bit up there. And by up there, I mean still in the 20s. (laughs) But I just, it's just, I understand that we've uh, evolved with this game and that it's easier to play now on the Switch. But I just find it, it's just so out there for me. And it's even, even with the difficulty Mm -hmm. level in playing it, I just, there's aspects of it that just don't scream Zelda to me. So it's just not my favorite. That's all. I think that's fair. Like, there are... I, I think what I put in this list was old, come regionally, ob- obtrusive, and misunderstood. Um, <laughs> which I feel like are pretty good descriptors for this game. So I, I have kind of said, like, you know, I, I think if you play it on a Switch, you can have a pretty good time playing it. But if we're judging a Zelda game the way that it's supposed to, which, to be fair, I think that we should... And we're saying, okay, like, this game is, I mean, for a lot of people, I would say it's it's almost frustratingly unplayable, single player, to play without the, without the Switch's rewind, without the Switch's save states. If you're playing it as intended, it's a very, very frustrating game. I, I, I don't have the patience for it. Like, it's dying and going all the way back consistently over and over and over again. Um, so I, I, I like to see where you're coming from. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I wouldn't rank this one all that high either, but I I will say it does have great music and some cool bosses, so at least it's got something going for it. But it does have things going for it. I totally agree with that. It's just not yeah, not going for me. I just personally. I again I can't argue with anybody that's just like this is the worst Zelda ever. And and by the way, this <laughs> this finished I want to say last place more than any other game. Um, yeah. but it was offset by a lot of people ranking it fairly high. Like almost everybody ranked Triforce Heroes either last, second last, third last. Some people rank Adventure of Link like decently high on their list. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, it does have it does have a good following and I'm glad for that. Yeah. Hyrule Warriors is next, number 19. I don't really have a lot to say about this. I feel like this is probably an appropriate spot for it. I actually think I ranked it even lower on my list. Um, I'm looking at mine. I put it at 15, so it's not too far off. I feel like the mm-hmm. the further away we get from Hyrule Warriors, the OG, the yeah. the lower it gets on my list. It, it's a fu- it's really fun, and I like that it has a ton of content now that it's got the definitive deluxe edition, mm-hmm. whatever you say. Um, so it has a lot of content. It's very, it's different, you know, from the Zelda series that we know. It introduced us to, it looks like we might get an age of warriors, like games for Zelda now, which is cool. But Mm -hmm. like, it's not, it's not on par with like the Zelda formula that we love. So that's why I rank it a lot lower, I guess. I, I think what you said is spot on. The farther away that you get from it, the worse that it gets. And... So, like, I, I have my issues with Age of Calamity, but I think Age of Calamity makes the original, like, infinitely worse. Just because it makes it seem even more irrelevant, even more... Like, at least Age of Calamity somewhat ties into the overall... <laughs> you know, and there were, yeah. like, there were Zelda things in there. Like, you could find Koroks, or you could find, I don't, I don't know, other stuff. But I think that Age of Calamity makes this game look worse, and makes it look just, like... 
I don't know, completely, completely spin-off-y rather than a different style of game that uh, that uses... I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if what I'm trying to say makes sense, but to me, I just think Age of Calamity kind of makes it, the original just look not super relevant in any capacity at all. I mean, and I could see why a lot of people would feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's keep on uh, chugging down our list here. We've got Cadence of Hyrule at number 18. I feel a little bit bad for Cadence of Hyrule because I ranked this quite high. I think it was in my top 10. Um, oh, wow. But obviously other people didn't agree. And listen, I, I understand why. It's it's not really a Zelda game in the traditional sense. It's got the movement, uh, the movement stuff going on with it. I just, I feel like there is a lot about this game that's very Zelda-like. There's there's really cool dungeons, there's tough puzzles, there's cool items, there's upgrades, there's great bosses, great music. Um, so I was a little bit dismayed to see it so low on this list. I mean, I and I get it. It's, an, it's a spin-off, so it doesn't feel very, um, like, in... Uh, you know, in the circle of Zelda, I'm trying to find different ways to say like the Zelda formula, you know what I mean? What we, what we know and love about Zelda. So it's different. It's out there, but I do, I do like it. It's very Zelda like, obviously they put, they like have Zelda characters in it, Zelda aspects. Um, It's just different. So I can see why people like don't gravitate towards it as much. Yeah. But I, I rank this at like 16 uh, on my list just because it's fun and I think it has a level of difficulty that when you finally accomplish something you're like yes I feel so powerful and awesome and smart yeah um, yeah but like in, in a lot of aspects to it like the music and stuff are really awesome and the concept of the moving with the beat is super cool too but it's just not you know when you think the best Zelda ever list I I would never imagine this being very high um I mean, I would never imagine this challenging for, like, a top spot, but I I, yeah. I don't know. I really like the, the game. I just think that the concept is cool, the the world is cool, um, a lot of cool playable characters. So I was a little bit uh, dismayed to see it this low. It actually fell two spots from number 16 last year on our list, uh-huh. but, you know, them's the breaks. Um, and speaking of games that fell two spots from last year, number 17, Phantom Hourglass. I wonder if that's because I didn't participate this year. <laughs> I could be. I I'm not high on this game at all, as you well know. Yeah. I think I ranked it even lower, as a matter of fact. Than than normal or just than this? No, like on my list, I think I think it was like eighteen or maybe even nineteen. Oh. It's very low. I just this I will- game doesn't do it for me at all. I actually wonder if uh if I would have helped at all because Thanks to playing Spirit Tracks this year, uh, Phantom Hourglass fell three spots on my list. It went from wow. seven last year to ten. And I think that's just because I think Spirit Tracks is a far superior game um, in that uh, the gimmick for the game for the DS games. Yeah. And But I still love Phantom Hourglass. I love the story. I love the characters. I love... Some of the music is actually really good in Phantom Hourglass, too. Um, so, it, it and the dungeons are not bad as well you know aside from the repeating one so i i like this game i i have it higher than others i know but i'm okay with where it's at in the series as well like as mm. our big list because as long as it's not dead last i think it's at least getting some love well i mean i wouldn't put it dead last <laughs> but i wouldn't put it far far off dead last to be to be fair yeah. um okay let's keep it moving here the next game on our list Makes me sad because this game should be far, 
far higher than it is, and I have an important stat that I want to point out here. The next okay. game, number 16, is Four Swords Adventures. I ranked this game at number 7 out of 22 on my best seller okay. list. And um, Alexis ranked it at number 5, which I love. And there's a stat mm-hmm. that I want to throw out and explain to everybody here to why this game should rank higher than it does. So the stat is called Average Points Per Author Played. So what that essentially is, is, um, and I'll preface this too with like Four Swords Adventures is one of those games that's very hard to play. It's very hard to track down mm-hmm. a copy that, you know, it's only ever been released on GameCube. So you have to go buy a GameCube copy of it. You, if you want to play multiplayer, you have to get all the, the junk that goes with it to play it. So not a lot of people have got to play Four Swords Adventures. And I would say even a lot of people that have the game haven't got to play it multiplayer as intended. So, back to my stat. The stat, and that was all to say that like a lot of people haven't played this game. So, 7 mm-hmm. out of 20 editors have not played Four Swords Adventure. But the stat average points for author played is essentially you, when you get all of the points, the, all the point totals, and you add them all up, instead, you would, you would essentially take the points. So, let's just say that, let's say Phantom Hourglass had 100 points and 17 out of 20 editors that played it, you would divide 100 by 17 and you would get whatever number that is and that would be the average points played per, or average points per author played. So, Four Swords Adventure has a higher average points per author played than the next one, two, three, three games on this list. So, Ideal. This now. This isn't to say that it would, but theoretically, if 20, 20 out of twenty editors had played this, then it would move up down the list where it should be. If that average point per user played, or whatever the hell if the stat is, I, I keep on saying it wrong, but um, <laughs> it would be higher. Is the point if everyone yeah. had played more of it? So I love this game. I've been talking about this game for a long time. I think it's a blast. I think it's fun solo. I think it's fun multiplayer. I think it's great to mess with friends. I think it's good to. You can play it so many different ways. You can be you can be like a cooperative unit. You can be like a jerk disrupting things. You can play solo, which is very puzzle heavy. You could do some of the side stuff like the Battle of Shadow Link and the, the tower or whatever it's called. I think it's just a really fun game. And I, I'm always dismayed that people rank it so low because I just maybe I don't know what it is. I just think that people that rank it like dead last just don't experience four swords the way that they should. Right, I I agree. If, if if it's being ranked dead last in my mind, because I know how I rank my games, it's because it, they haven't played it in a long time, or they didn't get to experience it the way that we get we've gotten to experience it, mm. or other people who really love this game gotten to experience it. Because like I can understand, it's definitely not the best Zelda game out there, but it's pretty high. Like the way it operates is so extremely within the Zelda uh, formula. It's just that there's extra elements to it that one makes it difficult to play, but also two that makes it a little bit different and out there for yeah. Zelda. So I was looking at my list, and it actually keeps moving, like inching up slower, slowly and slowly each year, All which right. is kind of cool. I like <laughs> it. Maybe because every year I just ha- I just remember how much fun I have playing it, <laughs> and of course. Of course, you and I were playing it together this year, and we were just annoying the crap out of everybody in the room, <laughs> whoever was watching. <laughs> and it was so much fun. Like, even though I wanted to slap you upside the head, it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> Somebody's got to um, find that clip of, uh, okay, let's just go for it, and then we get caught go. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had it at number eight, actually, so I wasn't far behind you, and I love oh, this okay. game. 
I, I I believe it deserves a little bit more love than what it's getting in this massive yes. list. Yes. But there, there are just there so is not many a game that needs a remake more in this entire series, bar none. Yeah. None. Or even a re release. Even if they release on the virtual console with yeah. online play, like can you imagine? Mm-hmm. It would be perfect. Oh my god. The Switch goodness. is the best console for it. Right? Right? Yeah. I've been saying that about almost all the other Zelda games, though. Like, Skyward Sword, the Switch is the best console for Skyward well, Sword. Let me and tell it, you. It, and it is. Let me tell you something. I do not think that the Switch is the best console for this next game, Al. Mm. You know exactly what game I'm talking about. Number mm-hmm. 15. Actually, this jumped up three spots this year. So, this is the biggest Ooh. jump of any game. And that is The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. I love that the image. <laughs> <laughs> for spirit tracks in the article is of ghost, ghost zelda. zelda but it's from hyrule warriors <laughs> Oops. can you is... you can tell that yes <laughs> okay in my defense it is very yes. very hard to find screenshots of phantom hourglass and spirit tracks very hard and the game's artwork is so condensed already and so ugly on that small little screen that if mm-hmm. you're looking for like a picture that is a banner sized picture, it looks wretched. It looks it horrible. Does. When I was doing those episodes about Spirit Tracks while you were away in September, um, I reused the same image because it's so hard to find something good. So I know. <laughs> I know you did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know so what to say get- about Spirit Tracks. Uh, you know, I, I've been promising and promising and promising that I'm going to play Spirit Tracks and I, I will. It's been a long time, but I feel like I, I watched you play it for like a good. I watched like the the At second half of half, your run. I think, yeah, yeah, I think so. So like I, I'm. It's not that I don't remember what goes on in Spirit Tracks. It's just it's been a while since I physically sat down to play it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you rank it on your list? It's pretty low. Yeah, it's pretty low. And and and, and unfortunately, like, unfortunately, like Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass to me are kind of one and the same because of the way that they control. Mm-hmm. And I know that there is a, a plethora of differences between the two, but the core way that you move Link, I just, like, I just, I don't like it at all. Like, I, I hate mm-hmm. the stylus controls. Like, um, Tingle's Rosy Rupiland, for example, does have, which is another DS game, does have some stylus controls, but you move around on, on the D-pad, which is such a world of difference because you can move on the D-pad, but you still do your stylus thing with your other hand versus like kind of holding your your 3DS or DS at an angle and like because the thing's heavy in, in your hand and like, you know, moving Link around. It just, it's never worked for me. And, uh, you know, I, I will say this. I, I've said this before too. I think the Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks would be great on mobile. Like great on mobile. Yeah. Yeah, most yeah for sure. That's especially, the platform um, they should be on. Yeah, especially um, no, I won't even include that. But um, just a hot tip: if anybody's going to be playing Spirit Tracks or uh, Phantom Hourglass or any DS game for that matter, um, in the near future, I highly recommend a pillow. I've got my little gamer's pillow. If you see me at the marathon, I prop my arms up on with the DS so that I can like have it close to my face yeah, and like not jack up my shoulder. So pillows are all the way. Anyways, um, I love this game. I, I'm so glad I finally played it for the first time ever this year. And I played it multiple times because I was racing it at the marathon. And I think it's so much better than Phantom Hourglass. It's charming. It's cute. Even though it's about trains, which is so wild for Zelda. And I'm I'm glad it jumped up. That's cool. I'm so glad for that. Where was it on your list? Um, 
I put Sphere Tracks at seven, so it replaced okay. Phantom Hourglass, which was at seven last year. Um, the highest that it ranked on our list this year was number five, and okay. that was on our friend, our social media manager, actually, uh, Kat Vadam. She ranked it number five. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, Kat was missing a bunch of Zelda games played, so number five didn't give it as much points as oh, it potentially yeah. could have. But, I mean, it's already right. jumping up three spots, so that's uh, that's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we got to pick up the pace here. These, these shows always are take forever, but, you know, whatever. Who cares? Whatever. Number 14, <laughs> The Legend of Zelda. Just The Legend of Zelda. Number 14. Um, same spot as last year. Didn't move. Everybody played it. Mm-hmm. Not much to say. It's, it's good. The game, yeah, the, it's classic. It deserves respect for starting the series we all love, but it, it's also it's also aged compared to a lot of Zelda now. So I think that yeah. kind of hurts it. Yeah, I I know that Gooey can play it without a guide, but I could never in my life play this game without. I don't like, think I direction. Could so um, you know, old and and deserves our respect. But I think it's kind of like I think it's kind of capped out in and around like the fourteen thirteen maybe it could get to number 12 maybe Mm -hmm. but even that i don't know um number 13 i think that this is kind of criminal actually oracle of seasons personally Mm -hmm. personally i like oracle of seasons more than oracle of ages by just a bit too Mm -hmm. um but you know a lot of people prefer the puzzle mechanic of oracle of ages which is fine um but yeah I, i don't know i think that for whatever reason this game and, or, and Oracle of Ages, to be fair, there's a lot of people that haven't played it. Like, like six out of 20 editors haven't played Oracle of Seasons. And I want to say mm. five hadn't played Oracle of Ages. And I don't know why, because they're like they're pretty readily available. Like, they're on mm-hmm. the 3DS eShop, which I guess you can't access now. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's And it's not like they were very much. I think they were like five bucks each on there. Yep. I, uh, I I can't explain this one. I feel like this is a really good game. Like, yes, it doesn't have a lot of story. Um, yes, it is definitely more more action orientated. But I I don't know. I really love Oracle of Seasons, and I guess that uh, you know I, I guess I can understand it. It doesn't have a story. It it's not that it doesn't have puzzles, but you know there are definitely some challenging boss battles in there. So I mean I guess that doesn't do it for some people, but. I don't know. I, I love the Seasons gimmick. I love all the original Zelda bosses showing up. I love Sabrosia. I don't know. I, I rank it higher than, than it ended up. I am actually pretty okay with this because to me, this seems like this is like middle ground Zelda here. And I feel yeah. like that's where the Oracle games belong um, because they're they're fantastic. I love these games. I do love Seasons more than Ages. So I kind of wish Seasons wound up above Ages in the, in the master list. But... Um, I I think they're just very good middle ground Zelda games. You know mm. what I mean? Like they're nines out of tens, and I I'm glad that they're not lower. I guess I would say I don't think yeah. they need to be any higher. So I'm I'm pretty okay with where it's at. I think I'm not okay with it just because I just because of this next entry in our list, and there's a buffer in between ages and seasons. Oh, I see. I I was stunned. Th- this is the most shocking thing on this list to me. Mm-hmm. At uh, Age of Calamity retained the number 12 spot so it was 12 last year and it was 12 this year i i was stunned i thought that this game was gonna plummet i really did did too actually yeah um i don't know maybe it actually holds up more than i'm remembering and i'm just i for some reason i'm holding on to the negative feelings i have about it but i do remember it plays really well 
It, I, it is. It's very fun. It's a very fun yeah. game. It has great music. It, it has a lot going for it. And certainly being tied into Breath of the Wild doesn't hurt it for sure. Right. I don't know though. I, I was just, I was stunned. I, I thought it would fall like, especially, and maybe it was just us, but like with the bad taste of that last batch of DLC left in everybody's mouth with like the, the complete lack of tie over to like Tears of the Kingdom or even Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild proper. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought people might sour on it a little bit. Um, I, I'm going to read you the, so I wrote something for this game and I'm going to read you my analogy. Okay. What's a, what's a movie that you saw in theaters that you didn't like at all? Oh, oh God. I would have to think hard about that. Just, okay. Um, yeah. Let's see if I can. Okay. I went and I saw Miss um, Marvel. I was, or not Miss Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. Captain yeah. Marvel. And uh, when I left the theater, I was like, okay, like that, that was all right. Now, you know what? Here's a way better example because I know that Catherine is listening somewhere. I watched the ending to Game of Thrones. Mm. And when I was watching it, I was like, Okay, yeah, that, that was pretty good. Yeah, that you know, that's that's good. This was a fine ending. It's not as bad as people say. It's not as bad as people say, because I had just invested so many hours of my life watching the show, watching the show. I didn't want to feel like I'd wasted my time. Yeah, and I feel like Age of Calamity is kind of the same thing because a couple weeks or even a couple months after I I was talking about Game of Thrones and I was like, you know what, that ending really did suck. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was bad. It it wasn't very good. Um, you know. I can admit it now. Enough time has passed where I can admit it. And I feel yeah. like that was me about Age of Calamity. Where, like, in a okay. in a bubble, that that story and that game was very fun. But, like, it was, like, enough time has passed and these things really disappointed me. And I can admit it now. And to yeah. me, that was my Age of Calamity experience. I totally... I, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Now that you have explained it that way. I get it. Because I, I feel that way about it. Actually, a lot of Marvel movies, I would say, where I watch it in the theater and I was like, that was great. That was fun. I had so much fun. But when I go home and like my brain takes some time to process it mm-hmm. and compare it to everything else that I've watched and everything else that I know, I'm like, you know, that actually wasn't that great. Yeah. So I told... Yeah, I get it. I get it. You, you Like you want to justify the time that you put in, right? Yeah. And- yes. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Now, I will say this, and this is this is fool's gold, okay? Because this won't happen, but I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just can't give it up. But if, if Tears of the Kingdom, I don't know, if Terrico shows up in Tears of the Kingdom and brings back our original champions and, uh, I don't know. If something of relevance happens in Tears of the Kingdom that makes Age of Calamity relevant, I will completely change my opinion i will eat my words i'll be like yes this was awesome but where i i don't know i i think that's fool's gold at this point i should just replay this game because i do remember really liking it i love having all the characters it's just there was just so much that i felt about it negatively that it kind of encompasses the whole (laughs) experience for me personally um yeah so I, i was surprised by age of calamity i thought that it was gonna Right down you know this. it might after Tears of the Kingdom. We you never know. I I don't know. I we'll see. I like I think a lot. Like I was saying at the top of the show, Al. I think a lot of people, since there was no new Zelda this year, literally copy and pasted their list from last year and just resubmitted it. Like mm-hmm. I I think that that was a thing. Like honestly, uh-huh. which I did. Like I moved some stuff around a little bit. Uh-huh. I think I moved up Four Swords a little bit. I think I moved down Age of Calamity. I moved up. You know what I mean? Like very minimal changes though. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so, all right, number 11, Oracle of Ages, again, uh, I mean, you know what, I think you're right, actually, I think it's just Age of Calamity being the buffer in between these games, and I was just like, that's uh. so weird, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, everyone loves uh, the puzzles of Oracle of Ages, it's got a charming story, I hope that these games get uh, something, like a re-release or something, yeah, soon. I think so. I- I would love I would love that. I would I would get them and I would play them and I would love it. It's they hold up well too on the on the three DS or the D Oh yeah. 3DS. If you yeah. if you have them, I think they're fine as they are. I would just love for them to get a little revamped like Link's Awakening did. It doesn't have to be that same art style, but I would love it if it was. Yeah. But I, I think I think it would kind of I like that when Nintendo takes the older games and revamps them and throws them back in. New fans come and get to play those games and enjoy these games that are 20 years old. You know? Totally. This would have been a great year for this, by the way. With yeah. no new Zelda at all in the horizon. I bet you I bet you these games, both of them, crack the top 10 if they're remade. I think I really so too. think they could. They could. Um, okay, well, let's get into the top 10. And there is no movement. There's no motion in this ocean. There's like two games that moved from our spots last year everything else was stagnant so number 10 10 this year 10 last year the minish cap i wish it was higher i ranked it number three my boy andrew millard ranked it number one allison mm. had it at like almost dead last i almost no, flew to I washington and didn't uh, i put it at 18 come on it's there's 22 eight. zelda games al okay. what do you call 18 you might as well call it last no, <laughs> I, I, I should have put it last because I haven't played it in so long that I don't have any feelings about it, but I, I do remember liking it more than the games that I put last because I would play it. Like I, if I, if somebody were to put the last five on my list and be like, you have to play one of these games right now, I'd be like, Minish Cap. You know what I mean? Calm down with your face. You know, Ugh. if I actually replay this game, it'll go up. It'll, I just it will go up dramatically. Because it's it charming, be it's fun, the dungeons are great, the items are great. Mm, such a great gonna game. It's going to be fair in my mind to break it so high if I haven't played it in 10 plus years. You know what I mean? Well, I was going to say I'll lend you my my Wii U to play it. But actually, I don't know if I have my power cord. I still haven't checked. Uh, it's at Mossy's house. <laughs> I, just, I just want this game to go up. You know, I don't think Minish Cap needs a remake or anything like that. Maybe a re-release so that people can play it. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I just I I think that Four Swords aside, Minish Cap is the most underrated Zelda game. You've, you've, everyone's heard me talk about this. We don't need for me to regurgitate this. So let's just <laughs> move on and get to number nine, the birthday game coming up this next year, Legend of Zelda: A Link mm. Between Worlds. You know I think what? that this is uh, this is a real strong title. It was number six once upon a time. I want to say in 2020, it was number six in our list, like just number out of the top on my five. list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ranked it quite that high, but I think it's like number seven or eight on my list. It's a really, it's such a solid Zelda game. It's so good. Like it's, it's such a, I got it six last year. I have it six in 2020. I have it, I just have it high on all my lists and I think it deserves more love. Like yeah. I'm really glad that it's a top 10 game, but I really wish it was higher. I, w I, I wish it was number six. <laughs> Uh, so I had it number eight on my list, so mm -hmm. which which is uh, a great spot for it. I like I think about a link between worlds, and I think about a game. I wouldn't say that it's my favorite Zelda game in any one particular area. Like 
I don't think it has the best dungeons. I don't think it has the best music. I don't think it has the, you know what I mean? But like, I would say that in each category, it ranks quite highly. Like it's just mm-hmm. a very solid upper mid tier Zelda game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that this game is really solid. I think that like, I don't know. I, I think it could crack the top five one day, maybe. Although that's a pretty, those are some giants of the top five, to be fair. Very true. You know, I just, when I look at this game and, you know, sometimes with the marathon, we get, you know, like told, hey, why don't you play this game this year? Yeah. You know, just to like switch things up. I don't think if Rossi's told anybody to play this game, they would be mad. You no. know what I mean? No, definitely I not. I think they would love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just solid. Like it's, it's just, uh, it's just like a solid game. Like it, it doesn't, it does everything well. Some things it does exceptionally well. And um, I, I think Rod has a great a great quote here um, where it's like, of course, I can't find it now. Um, but basically, he said it's like it's the freedom of Breath of the Wild with the structure of typical Legend of Zelda, which. Yeah, I, that's I like cool. That. I like so, that. Yeah, there it is. All right. Number eight for this. I think it's like the fourth year this game has been a number eight. Link's Awakening. And I don't understand this. I thought that with the release of the Link's Awakening 2019 game, it would challenge for like a top five spot. And like, I get that it's shorter. um, And I get that it is a very old game, essentially. But uh, I don't know. I I, like I really like Link's Awakening. It's number one, two, three, four, five. It's number six on my list. So like, it's just out of my top five. I think that the story is fantastic. It's got some great dungeons. I don't know why it, uh, it just it hasn't broke through, and I'm not sure why. Um, I I really couldn't tell you. I've only played it once, and that was the re-release game in 2019. Um, I see that it's been moving back on my list every year since, and I think that's just because the longer I get, the longer mm-hmm. I fall away from it, the more it like kind of just. There are other Zelda games I'd rather play. It's it's nice. It's a charming Zelda game. I just, for some reason, I don't have a lot of feelings towards it that maybe a lot of people like you who have played it closer to its original release, mm-hmm. you know, might have yeah. felt. But, um, so I'm not really surprised. To me, it still feels like just a mid-level Zelda game. So I'm okay with its placement. I kind of actually wish, uh, I kind of think Link Between Worlds should be above it, but. I mean, I, I wouldn't argue that necessarily. I, I really love the story implications of Link's Awakening, I think in most aspects, yeah, Link Between Worlds is probably a, the better game. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I just I would have thought that with like the momentum of that new release, it could have pushed for a, a higher. Maybe that spot, release so. was like three years ago, though. Well, you even, know, like, but I mean, it's been number eight for like four years in a row. Gotcha. Like, I think even I gotcha. before okay. that. So um, I don't know. A curious case. Um, I don't know if you'd call this one a curious case or not. Number seven. We got Skyward Sword. It was really missing that number one overall pick from you, Al, this year. I was. I didn't even rank it number one this year. Well, I was counting on you to rank it number one, though. So I uh. guess it wouldn't have got a lot from you. Um, you know, number seven, I would have liked to see it higher, obviously. I think that... Uh, I do think that the HD release helped. Because in 2020, it fell to number nine. Like, it fell oh. pretty low. So last year kind of crept back up to number seven. This year it holds firm at number seven. So I do think that release helped, but you know, this is, this is one of the games it's going to be, it's always going to be a hot or cold game. I don't think you're Mm going to find a lot of people with it in the middle and just, Mm -hmm. you know, with different writers that dictates where it is on the list. So we had pretty much the same exact writers that we had last year. So it's no surprise to see it remain stagnant. 
you know, new writers come in and if they're, you, I, I feel like you either love Skyward Sword or you don't. So like if, if we have new yeah. writers that love it, then it's going to push for a higher spot and vice versa, if not. So mm-hmm. I wish it was higher because I'm obviously in the, I love Skyward Sword camp, but, um, you know, I, I can kind of understand why people don't. Skyward Sword was really like, I think it's kind of unfortunate because it really, it's like a paradox because in one hand, it's like the perfection, arguably the perfection of the Zelda formula. But on the other hand, it's like a representation of that formula and how stale it had gotten over the years. So those two things yeah. kind of clash to give you yeah. the paradox that is Skyward Sword. Yeah. And I feel like the only reason I went down on my list this year is because it wasn't like actively part of my year, you know, where it almost is. It almost was every year in the past. Whereas I I got back into Ocarina of Time more this year than I have in the past years. Mm-hmm. So that I went to my number one spot. And then uh, there was a couple other games that, well, Breath of the Wild. I play Breath of the Wild like every other All month. All the time. <laughs> and then Majora's Mask I, I've been recently getting back like really into. So that for some reason pushed it above. So Skyward Sword fell to four for me, which makes me sad. But like it's just it's just the circumstances of how I, I've been replaying my Zelda and... I, I feel like it deserves to be in a, at least the top five. I wish it could make it there, mm-hmm. but we need more people that love it. Um, that's too bad because like it's it's one of my absolute favorite games. Uh, well, usually is one of your favorite games. I think it's got like such heart. It's got great dungeons. Great, mm-hmm. it's got so much great stuff in it. But there is that element of it, it's got structure, and that structure can be fairly rigid. And I think when people at the time that it came out, and especially now, I think that people don't want rigid structure. They want to be able to go where they want to go and do what they want yeah. to do. But I do think that, like, in a way, playing Skyward Sword in 2021 was kind of refreshing after playing so much Breath of the Wild before. At least yeah. to me. So. Yeah. No, I could feel that, especially returning to dungeons. Yeah. And, you know, the typical sense of dungeons and items was very nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go over to number six, which is the Wind Waker. I did not have this at number six on my list. I, I'm going to count for you. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's 13 on my list, so almost Dang. dead middle. Oh, my gosh. I <sighs> I understand why people love The Wind Waker. I do. I just think... Uh, we, what's that meme? Too much water, 7.8 or whatever. There's way too much water. There's not <laughs> enough land. I think the dungeons are really weak in mm-hmm. this game. Um... And yeah, you know, I just—that is what it is. But you know, I understand why people love it. It's got great music. It's got a great story. It's very charming, very beautiful. You know, it's uh, like I said, it's not my favorite, but it's it's uh, you know, it's still better than most. I've had it at number four for the last five years, and it bumped down to number five this year for me. Wow. But I love I love this game. I think it has a lot of charm, a lot of heart. I love how it really diverged from what we see as Zelda at the time. You know, it was just it just kind of was like out there, and people were like, whoa, and didn't really like it at first. But then mm-hmm. come back to it 10 years later with, a, with an HD release, and it's a beautiful game. Yeah. You know, it's so pretty. And... It has so much Zelda charm to it. So I, I like that it's higher up there. And I'm okay with its placement. I wish it was top five. <laughs> but <laughs> I wish Skyward Sword I'm, was above I'm, it. I'm, I'm at least... I'm Yeah, I wish Skyward Sword was above it too. I, I agree with that. I just at least love that it's at least in the top ten for people. You know? 
I think Wind Waker will always be a top 10 game. I don't think anything yeah. could ever happen to knock it out of the top 10. Uh, it did take a tumble down our list, though. It was four last year, and it's number six this year. So at this wow. point, it's the only game in the top 10 that's had any kind of movement to it. So Wow. There okay. you go. Um, okay, number five, which stays at number five after being number five the year before. That is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. And um, funny to think... That on the very first list that we did in 2017, this game was number one. This was the best oh. Zelda ever in 2017. Okay. Number one. And nice. it's never it's never even been close since. Wow. it's uh, I'm looking at my list and it's just, it's honestly been all over the place. I don't know what um, that means. <laughs> it's number one, two, three, four. It's number five on my list. Like, I love Majora's okay. Mask. I think this I is a, a great Zelda game. I just also want to say that at Thanksgiving, we were talking about Zelda, me and my family, and oh, Majora's Mask came up. Majora's Mask came up, and guess how my brother said it? Majora. And I felt very, like, validated. <laughs> That's just how we were raised. I don't know. We just said it that way, and it's stuck ever since. And <laughs> your, your future child one day, their first word's going to be Majora. It's the, it's the Aletha bloodline that just has to say oh, Majora. <laughs> Oh, Anyways, I it moved up to number three for me this year. Um, I think just because of we we replayed it recently, um, and I just been getting a lot more. I feel like the story has so much depth to it, mm -hmm. and I've been thinking a lot more about how a lot of the grief and stuff like actually has a part in my own life, and how I can see myself in those NPCs and those characters that Link is helping heal, that you are helping heal as you play it. And so for some reason, that aspect of the game versus the Zelda-ness of it, like the mm -hmm. dungeons and whatnot, yeah. which I don't really care for the dungeons, is having more of an impact on how I feel about it than others all the games. So it actually went up to the number three spot for me, which I think is cool. Yeah, I mean, that's fair too. I you know So I mentioned earlier that for whatever reason... Well, actually, I know the reason, but this game finished dead last on two people's lists, which seems unfathomable almost because it's such a highly regarded Zelda game. But I, I do understand where these writers are coming from because you just you have a time mechanic and that is central to this game. And Stressful. If you if you are not if you're not loving the time mechanic, you're not going to love this game. It's like I was talking about with Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. If you can't get over the controls, you're just not going to love the game. And yeah, yes. I, I understand <laughs> that. Um, disappointed to see that, though. Uh, but yeah. but it's definitely not a very accessible Zelda game. I, I wouldn't say. Like, like I had Sam play Ocarina of Time, and she liked it. And then I was like, okay, let's play Majora's Mask after. And she just, like, didn't get into it at all be because of mm -hmm. that reason. It's a little bit more complicated, a little bit more... It's a different tone, too, as you're mentioning. So it takes a while to kind of crack. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I had it at number five. It's number five on this list. So, I mean, I guess I should feel fine. But I am, yeah. I you know, I do hope that someday it can, like, really ramp up and, and challenge again for that top spot. By the yeah. way, by the way, a lot of people came and said that that quote that we got wrong was a iconic quote from... Really? Uh, who's at the King... King uh, Ikana that said uh, that? Yeah, of Ikana Castle. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are I... like, well, I knew that quote. I'll be honest, and I think I said this before, by the time you're rolling around the fourth area of the game, I'm like not as invested in that portion of the game versus 
the NPCs and everybody going their lives in Clocktown. I'm more like, I want to go do side quests and I'm just going to get this tower stuff out of the way in the <laughs> Iconic Castle, even though I like Iconic Castle. Um, you know what I mean? I'm like, I just want to get out of, the, out of this. So I yeah. don't really care what people are saying. So that's probably why I didn't, never grasped it. All right, we got four left. Okay. Route Mont... I was trying to say <laughs> Mount Rushmore. I don't know what happened to my brain there. Just wires got scrambled or something. If I were to ask you to uh, make a Mount Rushmore of Zelda games, I bet you ours would be the same. What would they be? Um, Ocarina of Time. Yep. Probably, honestly, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, A Link to the Past. Yep. And probably, it, for me, it would be Skyward Sword, but I'd probably see it be more Twilight Princess. No. No. Okay. So ours That's is different. Uh, Mount Rushmore, as in, like, the important to the series. So oh, I, in the, that the case, legend, the, the legend original Zelda. OZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so ours, ours are pretty much the same once I clarified. And I would agree. I would put Breath of the Wild in there. So I feel like it's appropriate that A Link to the Past jumps up to the top four because it's clearly a Mount Rushmore game in this series. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it was number six last year. It jumped up and leapfrogged, in fact, um, it leapfrogged Majora's Mask. And there is something that I like about having this game in the top four. It didn't crack the top three. Actually, it wasn't really close to cracking the top three. But I do really like that a game that's like this... I was going to say this old, but maybe it's old, but it's timeless. Can still be just an absolute powerhouse Zelda game in our rankings. We had... Um, it finished first on someone's here. list. So that's that's good. Mm -hmm. Um. And yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. It's like, I just, I can't explain it. It's not my favorite Zelda game. In fact, I think I ranked it fairly low. I ranked it number 12. But for whatever reason, I do love seeing it <laughs> high up on this list. And I, I can't explain why. Even though I didn't rank it very high myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think because it, like, you you look at the Zelda series and you think, what are the most innovative games of the series? Obviously, the first one. Then you've got A Link to the Past. You've got Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild. Because those are the ones that kind of are like, they were really grasping the age of video games at the time. Yeah. And this game, yeah, is definitely one of them. Um, I, I also ranked it number 12 on my list just because I personally don't enjoy playing it that much. It's kind of difficult for me. But I understand, like, what it means to the Zelda series, what it means to video games. It's also insanely versatile, all the uh, things you can do with it, the randomizer, the different aspects that we watch Moogle do every year at the marathon. Just, like, it's so cool how versatile this game is. Mm -hmm. And it has such Zelda charm. It's, uh, it looks, it's still, the graphics hold up. It's 30 years old, and it holds up really well, Oof. you know? Yeah. So I, I I get why it's in this place, even though it's not personally for me. I I would want this game to be high if we are doing a best Zelda ever list. Mm hmm. I agree. And there there is something about like having these these two D games represented in and you know amongst their big three D brothers because like I mm -hmm. feel like those are the ones that always get like the most attention, the most you know if you ask people they're like, well I've played a lot of the 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 console like the main Zelda games mm -hmm. and like so there is something nice about having that kind of represent like some of the old school as well. So yeah, there we go. Number four. All right. Number three, Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. Now as the, the foremost Twilight Princess professional, the best Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess player in this planet today, I will tell you that I think it's ranked a little bit high. I'm just saying, 
I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I ranked it, well, one, two, three, four, five. What's 22 minus five? Whatever that number is, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> That's what I ranked it as. And um, I am a Twilight Princess professional, so you know that that is probably where it should have actually been. Talk about Twilight Princess a lot here on this show. Moments of greatness. Lots of moments of just, they make me shake my head. And, uh, you know, the game, well, I was thinking of a better way to say it. But uh, you just can't escape it. This game is just god, god awful ugly. It really is. It truly is just. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just ugly, 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 ugly. And oh, I'm sorry. Man. And the opening is miserable. And uh, you know, <laughs> it maybe this could also be something like what we were talking about with Age of Calamity. Your negatives just outweigh the rest of the game. Because I, I don't enjoy playing this game very much, but I I like it for what it is as far as, like, I, I think I just don't like it because the dungeons and, like, the length feel like a chore to me. And I'm sure you guys have all heard me talk about that before. But, like, it is, it's actually a pretty epic tale. Like, I think that's what people really like about it. It's fantasy at heart. It's got the Zelda formula we all love. Um, I think it has some really, like, powerful moments for the series. I think it's... I, I think it's a little high, too, but I totally 100% understand why it's a top three game for a lot of people. Oh, I have to I have to read you. So, uh, so Cora Burton is one of our writers, and she's awesome. I love Cora. She's, she's a fantastic writer. <laughs> I was kind of laughing. I messaged her, and I was like, oh, my God. I, 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 I almost crapped my pants reading what she wrote about Twilight Princess, so I'm going to read you some of what she said. <laughs> well, uh, Twilight Princess's aesthetic has... <laughs> has set much of the nostalgia tone that I have for Zelda as a whole. It's a very pretty game. <laughs> All right. Um, where's the other part that I I almost spontaneously combusted when I read? Um, I can't find it, but, but essentially she also says it's like, Twilight Princess has like a great opening segment to it. No. And I was like, are we Does she the mean like maybe Twilight the opening Princess? story element? <laughs> I don't think she means like the the first portion of the game. I don't know. Uh, stall for me while I find the exact quote. I mean, I can understand. You know, the opening of like the story, and you find little humble farm boy Link. You know, and they're talking about going to the castle and like the sadness of Twilight. I think that's kind of cool, but definitely not like the first portion of the game, the intro of the game that you're playing for way too long. It's a bit rough. Oh, here we go. So, Twilight Princess may contain my favorite Zelda intro of all. So that's all she said. But it's even oh. that was enough. I started having like little <laughs> allergic reactions when uh, when I was reading that. Oh my god! And I was like, "Well, Cora, I love that you love this game, and that's great." And uh, you know, different strokes for different folks, as my father might say. But oh my god. I will tell you one thing for sure: you can be rest assured that I will be uh, throwing it down with Twilight Princess again this July. Because <laughs> when you need when you need a player to play this game and play it properly, the way it's meant to be played, there's only one professional you call. That's Andy Spiteri, the greatest Twilight Princess player in this world. So You know what, Andy? We appreciate you for your 14 hours of service every year. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's nice to feel wanted. Um, let's move on to number two which stays at number two. Twilight Princess stayed at number three last year, too, by the way. 
Five first place finishes mm-hmm. for number two, Breath of the Wild. I get what it. Can, what can you say? It's number two on my list. I mean, it's such. A, it has so much replayability. You could go back and replay this game and love it yep. every single time. Um, it's just so fantastic, and it's changed the Zelda series as we know it. Unfortunately, it's been six years since it's come out, so yeah. <laughs> I can feel I can feel the people getting a little um, exhausted. <laughs> Here's something for you: by the time that Tears of the Kingdom comes out, we will be closer to the 10 year anniversary for Breath of the Wild HD. <laughs> you know like we're gonna be like three and a half years away from that by that point so it's gonna be 4k ultra hd yeah, I don't know what <laughs> and, and tears of the kingdom just comes out breath of the wild virtual rea- i don't know um yeah i mean i put it at number four on my list um mm-hmm. but realistically like realistically it could be it could be number two it could be number three it was just my mood on that that day and i Mm -hmm. will admit to maybe a little bit of bias being like everyone's gonna rank breath of the wild so high i want to get in a minish cap in at number three just because those games are at at about the same level for me for very different reasons of course right Mm -hmm. like they're about the same level so i was like i'm just gonna put the one that i think needs a little boost above breath of the wild yeah um what can you say it's breath of the wild it's one of the greatest games of all time it's one every single award the only thing breath of the wild has never done the only like thing that it needs to win is to be number one on our list. And I think yeah. that that'll happen. I do. I think it'll happen. Do you? Cause I'm just curious if, if tears of the kingdom comes out and it's a knockout and we all love it. I almost think breath of the wild might go down to be honest. I don't think so. I, I think that it might take some time, but I think that like, even if you just look at it statistically, this game outsold the previously best selling Zelda game by like a multiple of four. It's pretty close to outselling it by a multiple of four. Wow, So okay. that is a lot, a lot of new Zelda fans, which you can infer, like, you can infer from that number that, like, a lot of those are, are playing Zelda for the first time, and maybe they got really into Zelda. Even our pal Zeldom that we talked to a couple weeks ago on the Triforce Trend show, like, he got into it playing Breath of the Wild. So, like, you can kind of infer that that's going to be a lot of people's first Zelda. They're going to feel that way about the game that some people do about A Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time or whatever, mm-hmm. Twilight Princess. And I think that over time, you're going to see those people like join our ranks and be like, yeah, Breath of the Wild is my first Zelda and it's the best game ever. And that in that way, I think you're going to finally see it be number one. So gotcha. I think that'll happen. Okay. All right. There's only one left. There's only one Only one, one left. left. Well, for the fifth, the record-shattering fifth year in a row, it's The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. What else can you say? What other game could it be? What other... Breath of the Wild? <laughs> uh, like, But no, you know what? Ocarina of Time dominated. It it dominated this year and it dominated last year, but it dominated even more this year. Like it wow. finished, out okay. of 20 lists, it finished in number one on nine of them. So like almost, almost half, half the lists, it yeah. was number one. You had nice. it on number one on your list. So, I did. It finally, it finally cracked. It, it's always been on number two, but it yeah. finally cracked. I don't, I think it's just cause I got back into it this year and I was like, God, this is such a good game. It's so good. And it's like, there's hard to find anything wrong with it. So, Number one um, on nine lists, and every editor had played it. So let's go 22 times 
uh, number nine. So that's 200 points right there. So even if it didn't, if you didn't count this game on any other list, it still would be in the top five. And it finished in the top five on, I think like 15 out of 20 lists. So like Mm -hmm. it was first by like a considerable amount, like the gap between Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild was huge was huge which is yeah mind-blowing to me like mind-blowing but like this game is just so it's so timeless it's so good it's just like a really great it's a great video game i want to read a quote that that mike said actually um he said sometimes everyone is just right and uh ocarina of time doesn't have majora's mask atmosphere it doesn't have the wind waker's beauty it doesn't have breath of the wild scope but Ocarina of Time claims a spot every year because because it is the best video game in the series. Dungeon design is almost unmatched. The iteration of Hyrule it's perfect. Uh, it's a perfect balance of open world exploration and directed momentum. Um, it's just people get it right. This is the I think this is the best video game like ever made, ever like just in general. Mm-hmm. I so, don't know no if I would go that far, but like. I, I definitely think it's one of the best Zelda games ever made. I'm I I think I'll love this game till the day I die. I have so much nostalgia for it. I remember watching somebody I don't know who somebody in my family. I was like two or three playing this game. So it's like I wasn't two or three. I was like five. But <laughs> I was trying not to oh. age myself too much there. Um, <laughs> but I remember watching them like ride around on a pona, and that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And just every feeling that I've ever felt playing this game will stay with me for the rest of my life. And I feel like a lot of Zelda fans feel that way about this game. So. Yeah, totally. I, I don't know. I think that I think eventually one day Breath of the Wild will top it. But it's it's hard to see it's hard to see that now because like. Ocarina of Time was just, like I said, dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I threw out a few words, a few little word association. I called it towering, trailblazing, brave, irreplaceable, enduring, but maybe the biggest word, eternal. This game <laughs> is eternal. Yep. So yeah, there it is. It's number one on our list, fifth year in a row. No surprise there. Um, I, th- I thought this list turned out really great. I did too. There's some things that I feel maybe don't fit their places, but that's just like my, me. <laughs> that's just me personally and how I feel about the <laughs> Zelda series in my list. I think a lot of it makes sense to truly represent the community as a whole, though. I will tell you this. I have a, a fun statoid for you. Okay. If by some wretched miracle, if Twilight, Pri- or, uh, I'm sorry, if Triforce Heroes had finished in 21st place instead of 22nd. So second to last instead of dead last. That would have been the single biggest injustice on this entire list. Worse than Twilight <laughs> oh, wow. Princess at number three. Worse than Skyward Sword at number seven. That would have been the biggest injustice on this entire list if Triforce I'm... Heroes would have even finished one spot higher. But luckily I don't it agree didn't. with that. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> All right. All right, well, there it is. That's our best Zelda ever list. Go and check out the article. Read the article. There's lots of good anecdotes and, and other stuff that uh, you can you can take away from that. Check it out. It's our biggest article that we do every year, so a lot of love went into it. I put, like, oh, my God. I was working on this bad boy for, like, 
hours and hours and hours last week. So <laughs> check it out, please. Please check it out. Um, all right. Well, we are going to get out of here. Uh, of course, we want to uh, to thank everybody for watching us over on Twitch, which you can do, by the way, every week. And by the way, by the way, let me... Let it, we're having a, a little inner Zelda Dungeon debate here about whether we should be uploading clips on YouTube or whether we should just upload the whole show. So, weigh in. Let me know what you like better. And you can do that over on Twitter, at Spateri316, at Ellison Aletha, and at the ZeldaCast. Or you can just join Discord and you can chit-chat with us all you like over there. Um, check us out wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, recommend, five-star review, all that good stuff. Uh, you know the drill. Um... I think that's it. I think that's all the plugging that we got to do. There you go. All right, You're cool. You're a pro, man. Yeah, let's get out of here, Al. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a great week. Take care. Bye.